This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Best Bets for Pets. This is your show host, Michelle Byrne. You know, nothing is more traumatizing than when your dog escapes your yard. This is the worst. I've had it happen. I bet a lot of you have had it happen. Terrible. Well, I have something that is going to change your life and soothe your nerves for all of you that have escapees. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome Trini Cortez. He's the Chief Operating Officer of WAGS. Welcome, Trini. Well, thank you, Michelle, for having us. I'm so happy to have you. So tell us briefly, because we're going to get into all the detail, what WAGS does. Oh, in a, in a nutshell, what we have out in the marketplace is what to, is a containment collar. We're basically doing geofencing, GPS tracking, but most importantly, we're interested in understanding how the pet and the human connect together. So while we focus on the biggest fears that you've got out there, where is my pet? Has my pet left a particular area? We also know that it needs to be a, a connecting tissue to how the human and the pet interact with each other. Okay, so to describe it, it's a collar. How would you describe it to give everybody a visual? So yeah, visual, it would be it is a device that is worn on the pet's collar. And what it does, it's going to have a, it's going to track your pet's location. In your app, you're able to set up a geofence. So imagine um, an overview of Google Maps, if you will, of your property where you can set up, easily set up uh, by pushing a few points, uh, a boundary around your home. So that way the pet is, can't leave. And we do that by having some humane corrections in the collar, one of them being vibration, because we don't believe in shock. And that'll allow us to tell you when your pet has left the boundary. It'll allow you to know where your pet is every time it has happened. Additional step countings, like I said, as far as health and wellness. And one of the big things that we do uh, when you visualize this device is think of it as something that's already there, part of their lifestyle, because we, we, we made it small. It's, it's pretty lightweight. It has a re- replaceable battery, so you can continue to do things while you're on the go. Okay. So it's basically, I mean, it's a smart collar. It's shock-free wireless and wellness system, because it yeah. does a lot more than just the GPS tracking, because it also help, like, kind of health monitors. and Yeah. Yeah. We're, tra- we're tracking steps and fitness and companion time, which is one of our unique things. 
It's funny to think about your dog. Make sure you get so many steps, but I'll bet you we're going to see a <laughs> lesser distant future. That's saying, did your dog get his 4,000 steps today or what? Okay. Before we go off on a tangent there, let's talk about it's. This is a smart collar. I'm going to give you the hard question first. There's a lot of smart collars out there. What sets WAGs apart? We are the only shock-free containment system in the market. What is the difference for, you know, some of us have never used collars like this before. What is the difference between, I know that the uh, WAGS collar has a vibration, an ultrasonic, I guess, ultrasonic. Yeah, and an audio tone as well. Then very audible tones. So yeah. three different measures. What is the difference between, we all of us know what vibrations are because we have phones and stuff and, you know, and audible tones you hear, ultrasonic can get. What is shock-free? Shock-free means uh, we don't believe in a static shock for the pets. So shock collars or shock containment and things like that been around for years, you know, it, it's literally shocking where you create a static charge to the pet where that, that type of thing could irritate the pet skin, could burn the pet skin. Uh, there are a lot of negative connotations about stimulating a pet that way. We believe to your point earlier, what's the humane way to do it? So vibration, you have it in your phone. Ultrasonic, it, think of it as a dog whistle because it's beyond our hearing, but it's out there so they can hear it and know that it's, it's a whistle that's out there. And audio, it's much like the ringtone. It's a, it's a buzzer sound that you can hear as well as the pet so that it is a lot softer than shocking them or, or burning their skin. Yes, it is. So shock would be something like I don't know, it comes to my mind as like a taser, like like a very... Yeah, exactly. Much higher voltage than a shock collar would be. But yes, that it would be the human equivalence of it. Ooh. Designed to completely interrupt and, and I mean, no better way to express it than it is literally shocking. Especially these days, you know, pets are, they're like our kids. You don't want anything like that. There's been a lot of, I did some research before the show, a lot of negative information out there about the shock collars and... I mean, even if a dog is hard to train or, or is little, you know, kind of a wild child, kind of a fur babe, wags can still take care of it. No need for shock. No need for shock. You know, when you look at the training techniques that are out there, working with your pet and having them understand what a correction is, is highly effective. Now, am I going to tell you that uh, every system is going to, our system is going to work for every pet because of X, Y, or Z? No, it really, there's behavioral things that you, you've got to want to work with your pet and understand a little bit about what does that mean? The first time your phone went off and then the vibration went off, if you don't recognize it, you don't know what to do. You're like, what does that sound? That's essentially the same thing. You got to teach them a little bit of it and then you'll be good to go. Yeah, obviously. I mean, especially you have a wild puppy, they're not going to respond right away. Now, your collar is also used for training as well as for the uh, geofence, right? For sure. So we have uh, some, a couple of things you could do. So we do, because the vibration is in there, you can actually do some, uh, some training with the basic obedience and the other scenarios like that. It's not been our primary focus because there's a lot of things out there. We are more about the, uh, the containment, the, the big fears and, and the important things about What's going on with your pet? Did you know? No one wants their pet to run away. That's a scary thing. It's frightening that your pet could be gone. You want to be able to track them, which is where the GPS comes into play, and then also the ability to understand if they're doing well. Think of it more like this: when you look at what Wags is doing, we're trying to make a, a scenario where the pet's needs are taken care of. Am I fed? Am I am I, am I exercising enough? Am I spending enough time with my 
my companion, which would be the human counterpart? Do I have the relationships? So we build on that, that process, which is why shock is not in our scenario. While we can train on that and we do some training, we want people to understand how the geofences work. That portion of it is generally when you're with your pet. So what does that mean? It, when I train a pet, sure, we, we want to train them what the corrections mean. We want to be able to use them to say, stop barking, stop whatever the scenario is. So that way the correction is meaningful, but it hasn't been the key, the only focus that we have. Okay. I got it. Now let's talk more in more detail about the geofence because you talked a little bit about it in mm-hmm. the beginning. So it's, it's really cool because you have this information on your website where on your phone, you could just set up the parameters of your, your well, why don't you go ahead and tell us? Cause you sure, really know sure. how it works. Yeah. yeah. So you think of it like this, the geofence is we're using technology GPS in order to be able to set up a boundary around your home, around anywhere you want, where you might be going to set up this boundary where your pet understands and, and could get a correction for when it leaves. So we did meet a global pet uh, and, you know, there we were able to draw a geofence directly around the, the, the center. So uh, the trade show center, that would mean that if the pet was around in the trade show center leaving, it would get a correction saying, no, you belong in here. And as they get these corrections or violate the area, they, they send a note, the caller sends a notification over to your caller. And depending on what type of communications available to it, it could go all the way to cellular or as quickly as maybe being on your Wi-Fi if you're at home. The geofence is important because not every area you can put a fence up. Uh, maybe you don't want to, the appeal of a fence. So the geofence is designed to be able to set boundaries and give them an idea of where, where they should should not be. Or, and I say should not be because we actually, inside of our geofences, we also have keep out zones. So we commonly think of a geofence as, as a fence of where not letting your pet out but also depending on what you have, you know, we've got some customers in, in some central parts of the area where they have a lot of acreage and they maybe they don't want their pet into a pond, a swamp, and you can designate that as a keep out zone as well. Okay, so it's really cool and it's really interesting what you're doing and fascinating. And I love that it's all humane. So let's say, okay, I set up, you know, the geofence, I put the parameters around the area where I don't want my dog to go. How long or how do I start with my dog training so that he knows don't go past this area? We're going to go with there's some basic lead training and obedience training here that's been as the premise, right? So when you set them up, we do our training program is to walk them around on a on a leash. We do offer flags as an accessory that you can pick up on our website, or you know if you've got flags around the house, you can use those to set up the visual boundary for the pet to understand what they're seeing and what and what the correction means. So the initial training process is to set up the boundary, introduce them to corrections, walk them over to the fence. But before they get corrected, make sure you kind of give them a little tug on the leash so that they know that that's where the boundary is. That way they don't have to get a correction. And if they do get the correction, that they understand what it is as they see that same boundary. So they've got the tug on the leash. They come up to the boundary. If you don't have the leash on, the longer the leash gets, I should say, maybe they get a vibration or an ultrasonic or an audio, depending on what is best for your pet, as far as having them stop and understand something is different is going on. That progresses. So start with a short leash, give them a little bit more boundary, visualize the flags area. The idea is to get them familiar with where this boundary is. Okay. Not just to correct them the second, the first time they get there. Okay. So if I'm understanding you correctly, I'm trying to do an analogy. And this reminds me of when I was trying to teach my dog and I lived in the city of Los Angeles. So I didn't have any, I like a collar, but when you're trying to teach your dog not to run out of the house. Exactly. 
usually it's with stop and that is sometimes effective, sometimes not. But it's kind of like that where you, they get signals that they know they're not supposed to go past this area. And as you work with them, they pick it up and they don't do that. Right. And, 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 and you know, you said it earlier that pets are part of the family. And our analogy inside the house has always been that they're, they're basically toddlers or, or depending on how smart yours is, right? Maybe a little further advanced, or they could be very young children. And how you teach them is exactly the same way. That that training program, you, you've got to first crawl before you can walk or run. And that's the same thing about how boundaries and humane corrections work and, and teaching them where those zones are, making sure that they understand what it means when they get up to it, that they're not supposed to go there. We have always looked at it as pets are our children. They're our fur babies, right? And oh, yeah. we, try to, we try to treat them as such, which is why you'd want to know where they are, whether they've gone into an area that they shouldn't be. That's how basically the foundation of what we have here to ensure that we're interacting with them and make sure that they're safe. They're, they're going to be with us for years and they're going to be, unfortunately, a toddler-ish, uh, maybe some are more advanced again, that, but for their whole time, they're with us. Yep. They're always babies. And, you know, we should have started this and I should have asked you this earlier, but before we take our midway break, there was an interesting story about how the founder decided to develop WAGs. Oh yeah. I mean, how we all got started actually is very interesting. Terry, the founder and our CEO actually got a dog for his family. And at a 4th of July party, when the fireworks went off, got bolted into the woods and, you know, was lost for a day, a couple of days, if I remember correctly. And he made a promise that when they finally found their dog, that this would never happen again to his kids, that they would not be, because they were distraught, you know, your pet, yeah. you just get a pet and the pet goes missing. And, you know, that promise is not to let your family member be lost again. And, you know, as he went into looking for what the best solution was to fulfill his promise, realized there wasn't a great one, you know, because it isn't sure we could set up, you know, maybe there were some GPS tracking collars back then, but the promise was to make sure that they knew that their dog at the time was Abby was safe. And that's how this all kind of came out and, and understanding that this marketplace this connected this fur baby. How do you keep them from getting lost and stay connected to them? Because there wasn't a great solution that fit today's criteria, what people are doing with their pets, not just shocking them or, or building a fence around a particular part and letting them live outside. This was all about being connected and making sure that they were well taken care of, as well as protected with a boundary of sorts to keep them in. Well, I love it because 4th of July is one of those holidays, which, you know, us two-leggers love it. But for dogs and cats, it can be... Frightening, yeah. The loud noises can be very shocking. A lot of pets. They have so much anxiety around that with all the noise and so forth. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Michelle Fern here. You know, dogs are part of our family. They're just our fur babes. And we want them to feel comfortable and cozy and above all, make sure they're safe and protected. And that's how Diggs feels too. That's Diggs with two Gs. They're dedicated to improving the safety, happiness, health of your pets. And they have great, smart, stylish, super easy to use products. I love the Diggs Revel Collapsible Dog Crate. And it's not just a crate that you need when you're crate training your pooch. This crate 
is fabulous for your older dog. Dogs love having a little area they can go in and nest that's just their own. It's wonderful for traveling. If you're visiting people this summer and you're taking your pooch, take the Revel with you. It's a great way to set up a little space for your dog inside the area that you're staying in where they feel comfortable and safe. And guess what? The Revel collapsible dog crate is a cinch to use. It's so convenient. You can literally raise it and collapse it with one hand. Very easy to clean and no injuries to paws or jaws. And if you're traveling in the air this summer, make sure you check out Dig's five-star passenger travel carrier. It's small enough to fit right under your airline seat and plenty of space for your pooch. Make your pets more comfortable with Dig's wonderful products. Go to digs.pet and use promo code PETLIFE15. That's D-I-G-G-S dot pet with promo code PETLIFE15 to get 15% off your entire order. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Trini Cortez. He's the Chief Operating Officer at WAGS, which is a shock-free wireless and wellness system to make your dog stay contained, among other things. So, Trini, I know that, you know, the WAGS collar does training, GPS tracking. What about the activities? What about, you know, seeing if it's making sure like Nikki, you know, does his 4,000 steps and are the steps, they have four legs. We have two, obviously, right? So how are the steps calculated? Yeah. So I, well, I can't give you the secret sauce about the steps, Okay. but you know, obviously step tracking is very different for a four-legged uh, pet and, you know, take a step back for a second, no pun intended. The wellness of, of our furry friend is so important to us. So when we look at step tracking, we're not just thinking about the steps. We're looking at the fitness units, uh, you know, kind of calorie scenario, the distance that they've traveled in the day, how much time will we spent with them? And yes, pedometer tracking for a pet was very fun to understand because every pet has a different gait, has a different stride when they're running, prancing, you know, jogging. Those things were studied early on so we could actually build a very comprehensive good step counter for the collar. And that carries into when we get a good step count, we understand how many calories they're burning and how well they're doing in their in their overall exercise and fitness goals. So that that was a that is a long answer for it was not easy to build the pedometer, the ability to track their steps, because we had to put a lot into it to, to determine how to the fitness units to equal the steps as well. That's super interesting. How does the tracker know how much time you're spending with your fur babe? So there's a lot of different ways we do it. And again, some of us are secrets us because companion time is unique to us. But what we are looking for is when you're within proximity. So think of it like this, that you could be using whether you're in the same home, in the same GPS location. We are looking at each one of the breeds and every scenario on how to tune that better every single day. But right now it's primarily generated with, are you with your pet? So we're looking at the proximity of how close and whether you're spending time with them. This is both good for the pet and for the human. So wait, it senses if there's another person near it? No. No, it senses. So we, we went based off of technology. We know that the collars on 
on the dog. We know that most people have their phone with them. So we're, we're sensing right now in the same home, in the same area, whether your phone and-, and Got it. And the collar on your- Yeah. And so this works when you're at the park too. So if you're with your pet and you're playing, you're playing fetch, you have your collar, you have your phone. It's sensing that time and that activity with each other. Got it. What if you have a smart watch? Would that work too? Or Currently, we do not have a watch app that does that for us. There you go. I mean, a lot of us, probably in the future, they'll have this. Where our I, 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 I hear you adding future availability of our products on to our roadmap, the, the, what we want to do in the future. So we'll take your suggestion and put it on our future availability things of a watch app. Yeah, that would be a great idea because some people have the smart watches and they don't get their phone out. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that'd be really cool. And I mean, who knows? We're so connected to our phones, though, that. Yeah. And, you know, the interesting thing about um, watch apps is what, you know, like earlier I was saying we find, we do everything in science. We actually test everything before we put it out to market, too. So the watch app scenario is what do people want to see? Do they just want the wellness in there? Do they want to be able to start a walk, turn the, the safety light on? What is it that they want to do? And, and going through all those tests and understanding what people want to do with it and making those accessible and changeable has been the key to getting that actually going. And a watch is very small, so hard to do, hard to see all that on there. Exactly. So we didn't want to just build a watch app and, and make it look like, because there's a lot in the app, we didn't want to just mirror image it. We wanted to make sure that they got what they would want out of someone who's running with their pet, who may have be running, doing a running exercise with say, map my run at the same time. And that's a very different um, lifestyle if when they're doing stuff like that. Exactly. So we talked a lot about the geofence and the, there's also some other things, GPS tracker. So Trini, if by some strange reason, whatever, who knows that your dog goes past the geofence, I don't know, maybe someone takes them or something or, or there's some crazy reason there's still a GPS tracker on the, on the collar. Absolutely. The caller is pulling GPS on a regular basis to ensure we understand where the pet is. That's how some of the geofences actually works because you need to understand where the pet is. But it is important that if it violates the the geofence for any reason whatsoever, that uh, we keep track of exactly where the pet is, where it might be going as we work on, you know, some predictive information. So yes, to answer the question directly, there's always GPS location because that's one of the biggest fears. What's kind of unique though, is we also give you a history in, inside of the app of where your pet has been. So if you've taken your pet for walks, if you've taken your pets, if your pet has violated the geofence many times and has gone to a particular area, you're going to be able to see in your history where your pet likes to be. And most of the time, you know, it's around your house and your favorite spot where they drop toys at. But as they leave, you want to know where their location history has been, where their heat map has been. Those things become important and understand if you have to go find your dog. We find that most of them come back, though, because of the corrections. Right, of course. What about for people that are traveling? How helpful is this with, you know, you'll probably have a, a sitter or, you know, someone, I don't know, I don't really like kennel oh. or anything. So let's say your dog is getting having a sitter, but is this also give you some idea if the sitter is doing what they said, you know, they're going outside with the dog and Oh, yeah, you're going to get location histories for the entire time the pet's wearing the collar, but you know, you bring up an interesting point. Maybe you do need a sitter and you're going to get some information whether there's some activity there, you're going to get some companion time while they're with the sitter. But here's the interesting thing. Our geofences can be built anywhere. So if you were going to go to the beach for the day, for example, you could easily just take your pet take your uh, your collar with you and, and uh, your phone and your smart app and you can build 
a geofence right around your area or where you where it's acceptable for the pet to be. You're going up to your friend's house. You can build a geofence location there. When you get there, you show the pet where the where the boundaries are and your geofence is with you. you I mean, you can build as many geofences as you'd like and have the pet understand where it is and you're ready to go. That's fabulous. What about this? What if you have a mansion, not me, <laughs> but you know, what if you have a, like a large home, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, really not me, but you have a large home. Are you able to build a geofence within your house or it can't work like that? No, right now the, the geofences don't go through homes because you do need some satellite coverage, but our new product tag, the WAGS tags that we were mentioning earlier also. No, we didn't mention them yet. We didn't oh, mention them. a new product. So that, let's talk that's about my next question. Yeah, the new product is the WAGS tags, and that's your indoor boundary system. So a virtual indoor boundary system. And you can set those up. Let's just say you wanted to keep your dog off your furniture or off of your bed. So you make a keep out zone with this tag and you just slide it underneath your sofa and you calibrate it in the field. Obviously, you want to make sure that everything is good there, but it'll emit a signal. So when when the pet gets close to it, it says it it can send a correction off to it. So while you can have these the geofence to keep them inside of your your large area, you can set up a series of wag tags to keep them out of places inside of your home. Keep them out of the spa part of your mansion. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say that uh, my my spa or the basement, for example, we don't want the dog wandering downstairs. My lovely friend shouldn't be down in my exercise room. If I had a mansion, I'd I'd want an exercise room. Um, That may not be safe for the pet. So I put a a tag on the entryway before, before you get into the gym. As my dog approaches, it'll get a little correction saying, you don't, you can't, you're not supposed to be in here. So Trini, right now, are the, are the tags, I know the collars are just for dogs and they're probably, are they for larger dogs only or any size dog? So we recommend 15 plus pounds in order for you to use our collar. It is it's pretty lightweight. It's just a little over 50 grams. We recommend that for neck size and comfort and whatnot. And the corrections will work on nearly every size of dog that's out there. The tags itself is actually an accessory. It's not attached to the collar. It's actually something you place, like I said, underneath the sofa. So think of it as like a little chip, a little circular device, something larger than a quarter or so, half dollar or so. And you just place it right underneath your furniture, your bed, uh, in between sofa cushions, wherever you like. So the WAGS tags, you can get like a set of them. There's one and then there's a set of three that you can pick up. Right now, we are, we, we've had such overwhelming response that we're actually sold out of our collars. So you'll see that the collars come back when they come back in stock. You'll be able to pick up the WAGS tags at the same time. Okay. So let me tell you, I tried the WAGS collar on Nikki. Nikki's having these and he's kind of small. He's like maybe 18 pounds. Collar didn't bother him at all. He's not too big at going outside, but he, there's still sometimes areas he shouldn't be in. We always say that he's cute, but he's not that smart. So it was a little bit challenging to train him because he's, I don't know, he's just who he is, but he got it. And he uh, did the best. I think it was the vibration was the best for him. Now, would most smaller dogs respond best to the vibration type of alert or would it be it's arbitrary whoever you know it just depends on the dog yeah it really does it does depend on the dog we do find that most dogs respond to the vibration the fastest and that is because it is it is a physical thing it's similar to you know that slight tug on the leash it's similar to the no type that it's designed to interrupt a train of thought and so that vibration does that very well on most dogs. Now, we've also seen that the ultrasonic, because it is, like I said, it's like a dog whistle and dog whistles have been around for 
longer than you and I can remember. And so we find that some pets really respond to that as well. I've also had customer stories. I've had customers call me and tell me that they've trained their pet to return home when the audio buzzer goes off. That's great. <laughs> That's so, great. So when you're training, you just kind of do most people or in your guide, do you suggest, you know, start with the vibration, then go to the ultrasonic? Yeah. So we, we actually recommend trying some of the corrections out as you do that. All three, the default setting is all three. And the audio buzzer is turned on automatically because we want to make sure that the human knows that the correction is going off. So the vibration and the ultrasonic are defaultly set. And then as your pet learns where the boundaries are to try one or the other or 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 just the audio tone to give it the least, the least intrusive you possibly can. So if your pet responds to um, ultrasonic, then you don't, there's no need for the vibration. And that's fully adjustable inside of the app for what, what you have going on. Your corrections can be adjusted to have one, both, none, all three, whichever your series of events actually is that works best. This is an amazing product, a really amazing product. And soon the WAGS tags. Oh, this is something else. So your WAGS tags, do you think they would be effective for cats? Yeah. So obviously different audience when you look at a feline versus a canine. But yes, we when you look at the concept behind it, there's no reason why it wouldn't work. You know, we founded the company on science. So we, we, we at the very beginning, stride lengths, you know, heights of dogs, burn, you know, static calorie burn. So when we talk about cats and would this work on a cat, I'm going to say that, you know, there isn't enough research that we've done to say this is exactly how it would work, but there's no reason why it wouldn't work because of how we put the technology together. Got it. Because, you know, you have cats that you want to train too, and they don't always listen. So sure, sure. Um, You know, big, big fan of cats, you know, here in the household as well. So Yes. Okay. So where can everybody buy WAGS tags and the WAGS smart collar? You know, of course, we're always going to say WAGS.com. That's the best place to find us, the best place to find information about the product as well. But we do have online uh, and other uh, locations where you can get them ranging from places like Petco to Amazon is where you can also find it. But we do recommend going to WAGS.com because it's the most comprehensive information and the easiest way to get hold of the product. And it's W-A-G-Z. W-A-G-Z.com. You got it. Right. W-A-G-Z, right? Yep. Okay. Trini, thank you so much for coming on Best Pets for Pets and telling us all about WAGS and WAGS tags and WAGS, which is the shock-free wireless and wellness system, which not only keeps, I sound like I'm doing a commercial, but I love the fact that it does not only keeps your dog contained, but you have fitness, you have GPS, and it's all comfortable, humane for your dog. So tell Terry, thanks for inventing this. There's a lot of people out there that need this, have been looking for it. So I'm glad we're able to bring it to the people for all you pet lovers. So again, thank you so much. Thanks, Michelle. I also want to thank Nikki for wearing the WAGS collar. He was a champ and um, he didn't try to escape, which is good. And now I know where he hides with the GPS tracker and that he needs to get a lot more exercise. So I hope you enjoyed this show. I want to also thank my guest, Trini, for coming on Best Bets for Pets. Thank you to Mark Winter for making me and my guests sound amazing. He does a phenomenal job. And of course, thank you so much to everyone listening. I appreciate it greatly. Let's see. Best Bets for Pets has been on the air since 2010, and we are still rocking it. Lots and lots and lots of products, all kinds. 
and um, just go back through the history and you'll see that there's all kinds of products, maybe something you need. Anyways, thanks again for listening. Keep listening because you never know what we're going to have next. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.